We are wrapping up our series this Sunday on names, and we've spent a number of weeks walking through names, uh, the names of God and the descriptive names of God, and, and what that means for us, that there, there should be movement in us, there should be change in us, there, there should be a change in maybe the way we treat people or the way we worship, but really just the reason why we're leaning into this is there's power in a name. And there's power in a name to make an impact in our life. And just to recap where we've been, we started off with the name I Am, which is interpretation of God's name, Yahweh. And we started with that, and then we moved on to descriptive names. We talked about Jehovah Jireh, him providing for us, the Lion of Judah, Jesus being the Lion from the tribe of Judah, who is the worthy one to come back and take what is his. We talked about the Lamb of God, um, the, the covering of his blood and his ultimate sacrifice and what that means for us. And we talked about Emmanuel last week, God with us, that he's with us. He's not a distant, far off God, that he is with us. And today, we're closing out the series with the name Jehovah Rapha, uh, which means the Lord heals. Jehovah Rapha. And the reason why I wanted to recap all these names, it's easy just to come and hear the service and maybe take, have a moment in a week, but this series was built so after this series, for months, for years, for the rest of our life, we would remember who God is, that we would store it in our mental bank, and we would just, when we'd face a season of trial, when we face a season of hardship, we would turn back and remember that my God provides, Jehovah Jireh. When we feel like he's distant and far off, we'd remember he is Emmanuel, he is with us. And so as we dive into Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, I wanna start off by just saying, that when it comes to God healing, the Lord healing, uh, there's, there's three answers we can get when we, when we make these requests for healing. Number one, we can get a no. And I know that's hard to hear. Uh, we, can, we can get a no. And we've talked about this in this series. We have to trust God. We have to lean into that. We can get a not yet. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I consulted with Dan, Pastor Dan, about this. And we talked about these three answers. You know, you can get a no and not yet. But the hard part is deciphering, is it a no or a not yet? And we can also get a yes. And I thought I would go to Dan because he's been ill for nine months and he has been reaching out to God and praying and he's been getting that not yet. And it was powerful what he said to me. But the key factor is no matter what the answer is, no, not yet, or yes, the answer is always hope. Hope. Because no matter what the answer is, we have hope in our eternity with him. No matter what answer we are given, there is a hope that our eternity is secure in heaven with him. And as we dive into Jehovah Rapha, we're going to be talking out of Exodus 15, starting in verse 22. But let me recap, as we've talked a lot about the Israelites through this series. The, the Israelites in this moment, to get to this moment, there was the moment where God uh, went to Moses and proclaimed who he was. And he sends him back to Egypt to to request that the Israelites would be set free after hundreds of years of slavery. 
And in that, through the plagues coming and, and the power of God coming through, we get to where we get the name, um, where we get the Lamb of God, the Passover, the blood covering of that as the angel of death would pass through. And after that, the Israelites are set free. The, the Egyptians decide to allow the, the Israelites to be set free and they go about on their journey leaving Egypt. And while they're on this journey, the Egyptian Pharaoh changes his mind. No, no, I changed my mind. I'm not gonna let you go free. And he sends his armies after him. The Israelites in this moment, they find themselves between the Red Sea in front of them, the Egyptians behind them, no way out. And they're once again requesting and asking for God to move. What is gonna happen? What is gonna happen? And God splits the seas. And the Israelites walk through. And the Egyptians follow and he brings the water down on the Egyptians and the Israelites are free. Now here's where we find it. Right after that, in Exodus 15, verse 22, it says this. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So as I was preparing for this, it, something stood out to me. My kids must be Israelites. <laughs> must be. I just recapped all this stuff that, 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 that the Israelites have been set free from, that God had showed up over and over again. And now they're doing, my kids do all the time, Dad, I'm thirsty complaining, turning against Moses. It's crazy to me how forgetful they can be. They just saw God split the water. And now they question, can he send water? Will he provide in this way? And it's easy to look at the Israelites and we look down at them, as we study through Exodus, there are so many times I'm like, how could they do this? How could they forget this? How could they not get this? But the truth is, we are just like them. How many times has God showed up in our life, over and over and over again, but when we find ourselves in a season of trials or doubt or uncertainty, we find ourselves doing this. God, are you gonna show up? Are you gonna come through? I, I doubt it, God. Have you forgotten me? We're just like the Israelites. We can be so forgetful of how good God has been. I love his story that we played the video because you can see the handprint of God in his life. And he says, it took 20 years for me to get to the point where I realized that. We can be so forgetful. And as it continues to read, it goes on like this. So Moses, Cried out to the Lord for help. I wonder this. Can I just, like, I, how is Moses so patient? I, I read this and I'm like, guys, I've done so much. But I'll, I'll get you water. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it onto the water. And this made the water good to drink. It was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decrees as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping his decrees, 
then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. The Lord who heals you. You can see with the Lord being capitalized in scripture here, this is saying that the, the root word here is Jehovah. I am Jehovah Rapha because Rapha means to heal or to restore. I am Jehovah Rapha. That is who I am. How does Jehovah Rapha heal? We're gonna talk about three areas that I think we see Jehovah Rapha healing throughout scripture. Um, current day, we see him moving. Now it's important, it's important. As we talk through these three areas, sometimes when we pray for healing in one of these three areas, there is a miraculous moment. There is. We see it through scripture, we see it through the disciples and seeing Jesus' ministry. We see it today where we pray for something and there's a miraculous moment of impact and change. Sometimes healing comes at a different pace than we want though. Sometimes when we're praying for healing, there's a different pace or a different method that it will come. I just want you to keep that in mind as we dive through this. So how does Jehovah Rapha heal? First way he heals is he heals spiritually. He heals spiritually, one, in the way he provides healing for our souls for eternity. He heals spiritually. By his stripes, we are healed. By his sacrifice, we are healed. That is the ultimate form of healing when it comes to Jehovah Rapha. The fact that my eternity, my eternity is a promise to be in heaven with him forever. There's nothing greater. He heals spiritually both for our salvation, but he also heals our soul in a different way. It says this in Psalms 23, two through three. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. He heals our soul. The question I wanna ask you, is your soul weary? Is your soul heavy? Is, is your soul hurting? Jehovah Rapha can heal your soul. That weary soul, that wandering soul. Charles Spurgeon says this, the mind can descend far lower than the body. For in it there are bottomless pits. The flesh can bear only a certain number of wounds and no more but the soul can bleed in 10,000 ways and die over and over again each hour. Describing this weary soul, it's one thing to go through life and believe in Christ. Believe that your eternity is safe in him. But the harder thing is going through life and managing the world we live in and how it impacts our soul the heaviness we can carry around, the hardship we can carry around. The key thing here is we need to allow him to renew us or to restore us as Jehovah Rapha. And the key thing to remember here is that no matter the state of mind we live in, no matter what we are facing, no matter what our world is saying, Jehovah Rapha, God is always consistent. He is not a product of the circumstances we face. He is always consistent. So when our soul is weary, in need of healing, we can go to him and trust that he is 100% consistent. 
How do, we, how do we ask him to come into our life and renew our soul? It says this in this book, this passage in Psalms 23. Starts off by saying, we allow him to lead. He leads me. If you want to, the heaviness, the weariness of your soul, you want him to take it, a part of it is surrendering to his leadership. Allowing him to lead you in life. And that's a hard thing for us, right? A lot of us, we are just really strong, independent, passionate leaders. But we have to allow Jehovah Rapha to lead us. Not our will, but his will. Second thing is by his strength. He gives me strength. But we have to be able to give our, our needs and our desires that need his healing, we have to be willing to give them to him. To, to allow his strength to work in us, we have to be willing to open up and make requests like this. God, I can't carry this on my own. I need you. God, I, I feel so dark and broken and hurting. I need your strength. We have to rely on his strength. And the third is this. We have to allow him to guide us. Guide is different than leading guidance. When we're asking for God's guidance, he's taking us on a journey. We have to listen in the day in, day out when it comes to his guidance. Oftentimes when we pray for things like healing, we, we live in that microwave society. We want a long jump to the end result. We want to be at one line and say, I, my healing's over there, I want to skip all of this. When it comes to the healing of our soul, the guidance of Jesus takes us on that journey. Through this process, you will learn things about yourself. I mean, talk to Pastor Dan, what he has gone through. He has learned so much about himself through this journey as he's allowed God to guide. But sometimes we can be like children when it comes to guidance. I mean, think about this. You ever had that scenario in your house where there's a hot stove and for some reason, it's like a fly to light where kids are like, I must touch it. You know, and as the parent, you're like, hey, hey, don't touch that. It's hot. And then that just triggers something in them more. I must touch it more. You know, we are the same way sometimes when we, when we spiritually, when it comes to God guiding us. Hey, don't, don't do that. Don't make that decision. Don't jump over this. Don't rush past this. Trust me, but I, I got to, God. You don't understand, Jehovah Rapha, what I'm going through. You don't know how quick I need it. You don't know what I need right now. I need to touch it. I need to jump over this. I need to skip this. We have to trust his guidance. The second way he heals is he heals emotionally. Emotionally, Psalms 147, verses two through three says this. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He heals us emotionally. Jehovah Rapha, in moment of honesty, all of us in this room struggle with when we need emotional healing at times in our life. We've all gone through stuff. Some of us have faced more than others, but we have all felt the weight of a need for emotional healing. And Jehovah Rapha speaks into this and we pray the prayer, like I said, I just need it now, but sometimes it's a journey. And there's three things that I live my life by when it comes to emotional healing. It's these three things, refuse, forgive, and move. 
Refuse, forgive, and move. When you are in a hard spot emotionally and you're crying out to Jehovah Rapha and you're in that season of needing and healing, we have to refuse to believe the lies of the enemy. Because when we are struggling emotionally, you better believe the enemy wants to keep you there. He doesn't want you to find healing. This is where the lies of your identity, the lies of your worth, the, the, the reminding you of the mistakes you've made, reminding you of the emotional hurt you're carrying over and over again will happen over and over again. We have to refuse to believe those lies and lean into the truth of Christ. We need to refuse and we need to forgive. We need to forgive like Christ forgave us over and over again. The truth is, is people hurt me emotionally pretty consistently. You know, we get hurt a lot. You do too. And I, either, I have two options. I can either allow that pain, emotional pain, that someone has brought into my life to hold me in bondage and hold me down, or I can choose to forgive no matter what, like not, not based on what their merit is, but what Christ has called me to do, and I can get free from the bondage it can hold me in. And the third, we need to move. We need to move forward one day at a time when it comes to emotional healing. It's not, like I said, it's not this long jump. It's, it's not just gonna happen for all of us like immediately. But it's a daily step. Today I choose to walk in Christ. Today I choose to refuse the lies. Today I choose to add this habit to my life that I know will help me with emotional healing. Today I choose to find a mentor to take care of me. Today I choose to apologize to that person I hurt. It's daily movement. I know I wish we could just, like, I wish for all of us sometimes that we could just like flip that switch and we'd be here and there like that. That's not how this life works. It's a journey. We have to move every day. And the third way that Jehovah Rapha heals is physically. We see him healing physically throughout scripture, through Jesus' ministry. We see his disciples, God moving through them and seeing miraculous healings. We see this over and over again. But the, the key thing we have to remember here is that sometimes the physical healing, the plan for that is different than we expect. Sometimes if we're honest, when we, we're praying for physical healing, we, we're approaching it like we're going to the doctor. Let me just paint it in this picture. We're going to the doctor and we're handing them the script saying, I looked it all up on WebD and, WebMD and this is how it should look. We do that to God sometimes. Like, God, you need to heal me like this. You need to heal me now. See, we have to trust in the sovereignty of God when it comes to healing physically. Trusting his plan. And I can say, I am with you. I have been in a, a praying for people before and just wanting this to happen in a certain way and it doesn't happen the way I thought it and I know that hurts. I've been, I prayed for those kind of prayers where someone's towards the end of their life and they're struggling, they're hurting, they're suffering and I've been by their hospital bed and I prayed, just give me one more day. But that wasn't the healing God had in plan. God had a plan of eternal healing free of brokenness and pain and illness. We have to trust his plan. 
We have to trust that he has a plan for all of us when it comes to healing. And some of us, we will make these requests and there will be a miraculous moment of healing. Some of us will go on a journey and we will learn so much through it. But we always have the hope of Jesus. We always have the hope that his word is true. His word is true. And as preparing, as we're talking through this healing, Jehovah Rapha and him moving and how he heals, I think it's important to take a moment and say, what is the church's response to this? As the body of Christ, how should we approach this? If we believe Jehovah Rapha is who he says he is, that there's healing power in the name of Jesus, what should we do? How should we approach life? There's something beautiful in Luke 5, 17 through 20. It says this. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. This is what the church should look like. If we really believe that we serve a God who heals, who can bring spiritual healing to someone, who can bring emotional healing or physical healing to someone, the body of Christ should be all about opening as many roofs as we can. Please don't cut a hole in this one, but... I mean, think about it. Like, this is a clear picture of what a disciple of Christ should be. That you are so full of faith that the answer to that friend's problem is Jesus. You'll do whatever you can to open up that hole. You're so certain that Jesus is the answer for that emotional pain you know in that one person in your life that you will do whatever you can to cut a hole in the roof and get them to the feet of Jesus. This is what we're called to do. When it comes to the church, we can get caught up in so much. We can get caught up in so much of the world. We can take stances and we, we, can, we can do all these things. But if we are missing this, we're missing the point. That we are here on this earth to see people in their hurt in their spiritual hurt and their emotional hurt and their physical hurt and not just tap them on the shoulder and say, it's okay. Not just walk by, not just pass by. Our job is to step into their life and say, let me cut a hole in this roof of doubt you have. I'll do whatever it takes. Let me cut a hole in this roof of of just pain that you have. I'm going to get you to the feet of Jesus. And those holes are not cut through shame or yelling. They are cut through with love, patience, joy, interacting with people in a way, doing whatever we can, whatever that blockage is in their life, to cut the hole in that roof and get them to the feet of Jesus.
That's what the church should look like. I ask myself this question, when's the last time I've done that? I mean, I've said the right prayers, I've, I've prayed with people, I've, I've done the, the, I'm with you brother, I, I've done all that, but when is the last time in my life where I have just been so passionate that no matter what it costs me, no matter how many tiles I had to remove, no matter what hardships I faced, my only my passion was to get that hole in that roof so this person could find Jehovah Rapha. Are we living that way? Is the church operating that way? That's what we're called to do. Amen? I want to end service a little differently today because we talked through Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. I know that there's people in this place as we talk through some of those three areas, spiritually, emotionally, or physically, you are in need of healing. You need Jehovah Rapha to intervene. You need to surrender to him something. You need to ask him to move. You need just him to move in a miraculous way. And we want to give you an opportunity for us to come together as a church and lift you up. And I'm going to ask you to do something really bold. Because this was a bold step when they cut the hole in the roof. They didn't know what was gonna happen. They probably didn't even know whose house it was. But they make this decision to take this bold step and it's just all that mattered was that moment with Jesus. And if you're in this room and you need Jehovah Rapha to step into your life in a powerful way, I'm gonna ask you to do something bold in just a second, but there's another group of people I want to lift up and give you an opportunity to respond. As we talked about being people who are opening holes in roofs and doing whatever it takes to get people to Jesus, to Jehovah Rapha, and you're like, I need that. I need to start stepping in, standing up, practicing what I preach, and getting as many people to the feet of Jesus as I can. And you just need prayer for that. If any of those, if you just need healing, you need God to move, or you need prayer for just encouragement and strength to be like these brothers and sisters we read about here, if that's you, would you just stand to your feet? If you need God to move healing-wise, or you just need to, to up your game in this area of being about this, amen. Amen. There's one thing that stands out to me, is when you look around, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone in the needing of Jehovah Rapha. You have brothers and sisters with you who are needing it just like you. So let's pray together in church. If you want to just you pray with me, pray with me. Let's pray. Father God, I lift up every single person who's standing right now. We come to you, Jehovah Rapha, believing you are the Lord who heals and we are asking for your healing hand to be on your children, for you to move. If it's spiritually, Father, just move as you wish, emotionally bring your healing hand on them, or physically, we pray for you to move, God, as we trust in your plan. 
I pray for the, the ones who are standing, who want to just take a next step in being someone who's cutting holes in roofs, who's opening doors, who has that mindset, and they just need encouragement. I lift them up to you. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, that we have hope in you that isn't bound by days or weeks or years, but is eternal. We thank you for that. In your son's holy name we pray, amen.